Hey guys, um, welcome to our podcast. My name is Sahar. Hi everyone, and my name is Ezra. And today we will be speaking to you in this episode about motor speech disorders. So in this episode, we'll be talking about all of the different types of motor speech disorders, as well as the differential diagnosis between these disorders. Okay, so there are eight different types of motor speech disorders that we're going to be talking about. So the eight different types of motor speech disorders include flaccid dysarthria, spastic dysarthria, ataxic dysarthria, hypokinetic dysarthria, as well as hypokinetic dysarthria, unilateral upper motor neuron dysarthria, mixed dysarthria, and lastly, apraxia of speech. It's a lot, I know, but we'll explain it all. The first type of dysarthria that we're going to be talking about is flaccid dysarthria. Flaccid dysarthria can be characterized by muscle weakness. When we have muscle weakness, our muscles are unable to contract effectively. This can also lead to fatigability of the muscles as well as atrophy and wasting away of our muscles. So this type of motor speech disorder also results from damage to the peripheral nervous system, which for those who don't know is the cranial and spinal nerves. So it results from that and the lower motor neuron system. Depending on which nerves damage, it could affect respiration, phonation, resonance, or articulation. Next up, we have spastic dysarthria. Spastic dysarthria is caused by a bilateral upper motor neuron lesion. An example of a bilateral upper motor neuron lesion is a really common thing called strokes. If a patient presents with a upper motor neuron lesion, then spastic dysarthria would be a likely diagnosis. Relating to spastic dysarthria is unilateral upper motor neuron dysarthria, which Sahar is going to tell you all about. So it's not much, but unilateral upper motor neuron dysarthria is considered to be a less severe form of spastic dysarthria, as the lesion is unilateral instead of bilateral. The speech for um, spastic dysarthria is harsh, or like a strained struggle in focal quality. It has reduced rate, low pitch, and a lot of consonant errors. So that's two down, there's six more to go, and I hope you guys are following well. Coming in third, we have ataxic dysarthria. Ataxic dysarthria can be caused by lesions to the cerebellum, which include a cerebellar stroke, which is a vascular cause, perineoplastic manifestations, and excess, excess toxins or metabolic substances. And that is why you shouldn't drink or do drugs, kids. <laughs> So, ataxic dysarthria causes symptoms of slurred speech and poor coordination, but the main distinguishing features are the irregular articulatory errors, equal and excessive stress on syllables, and inappropriate variation of pitch and loudness. Okay, so now we're going to cover two at one, hypokinetic and hyperkinetic dysarthria. So, hyperkinetic dysarthria is often a result of damage to the basal ganglia. Hyperkinetic dysarthria is characterized by abnormal involuntary movements which affect respiratory, phonatory, and articulatory structures which impact speech and deglutition. Now that we've talked about hyperkinetic dysarthria, let's talk about hypokinetic dysarthria which is often seen with Parkinson's disease. Hypokinetic dysarthria is also commonly known as hyperphonia. 
When you hear a person talk with hyperconnected dysarthria, you will notice hoarseness, harshness, and especially breathiness in the voice. There will also be reduced pitch, loudness inflection, the imprecise pronunciation of consonants and distorted vowels that make speech sounds very mumbled and slurred. Lastly, we have mixed dysarthria, but let me tell you guys, there isn't much to it. Yeah, mixed dysarthria is practically just two or more types of dysarthria at the same time. So you could have hypokinetic dysarthria and ataxic dysarthria. Or hyperkinetic dysarthria and flaccid dysarthria. So you could have any two dysarthrias and that would count as mixed dysarthria. Yep. That's it. Okay, so let's forget all about dysarthria. Okay, wait. We're not forgetting about it. We're just pushing it aside. Okay, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Let's push dysarthria to the side and talk about apraxia of speech because apraxia of speech is also a motor speech disorder. So, apraxia of speech is also known as acquired apraxia of speech verbal apraxia or childhood apraxia of speech. Even though there's so many names for it, it is essentially a speech sound disorder. In order to diagnose apraxia of speech, the speech therapist will look at the ability to move from a sound, syllable or word onto the next one correctly and will also look at the movements of your articulators to produce speech sounds and make sure that these movements are correct. Vowel distortions are also a characteristic of apraxia that the speech therapist would assess for. So apraxia is caused by damage to parts of the brain that control how our muscles move. So practically any type of brain damage can cause apraxia, such as strokes, traumatic brain injury, dementia, brain tumors, and even brain diseases that get worse over time. Now we're going to differentially diagnose between dysarthria and apraxia because it can become quite confusing to tell the two apart. Okay, wait. Let's talk definitions. So dysarthria is an acquired disorder of speech production and it's due to the weakness, slowness, the reduced rate range of movement, or the impaired timing and coordination of the muscles of the jaw, lip, tongue, palate, vocal folds, and respiratory muscles. Basically, the speech articulators. Yeah. So, apraxia of speech is an impairment in the motor planning and programming of speech articulators. It cannot be attributed to dysarthria, which is muscle weakness. It negatively affects the ability to make purposeful speech movements. So, now that we understand the two definitions of dysarthria and apraxia, we can differentiate between them by looking at the site of the brain damage. So in dysarthria, there can be a unilateral upper motor neuron damage. This is usually mild or temporary. However, if we have a bilateral upper motor neuron damage, then this can lead to chronic dysarthria. Now let's see the brain damage in apraxia. In apraxia, brain damage can be to the left subcortical structures. This can be the regions of the insula or even Broca's area. So now that we understand the differences in brain damage between apraxia and dysarthria, let's look at some of the key features of apraxia. After looking at these, you guys are going to be able to know when someone has apraxia instantly. 
So first, they're gonna often have intact automatic speech and spontaneous speech. They're often gonna exhibit perseveration, which is like getting stuck on something, such as a particular word or sound. Mm -hmm. They're going to have groping. They're gonna be frustrated. And they're gonna show distortion of sounds, especially vowels. So longer or more complex words will be harder for them to say compared to shorter or simpler words. There'll also be inconsistent errors in their speech. Errors in tone, stress or rhythm. They'll usually be able to produce the word by imitation though. Okay. I know you guys understand apraxia now, so let's talk about the key features of dysarthria. Dysarthria key features can include abnormalities in the strength, speed, range, steadiness, tone, or accuracy of movements required for breathing, phonation, resonation, articulatory or prosodic aspects of speech production. Wow, that was a mouthful, but I hope you're still following. Okay. And also, I mean, oh my god. <laughs> A person with dysarthria can also show different types of dysarthria, but we already told you all of that. But it depends on the size of lesion. They can also adversely affect intelligibility of speech. But it is important to note that intelligibility is not always affected in a person who has dysarthria. Most importantly, it is so important to note that a person with dysarthria does not, and I repeat, does not have word-finding difficulties or receptive language difficulties. That's it for our episode today. We I hope... <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it and you learned a lot about motor speech disorders, specifically dysarthria and apraxia. For our second episode, which we will be posting next week you guys will know about the assessment for the motor speech disorders thank you so much for listening this is azra sahar and azra <laughs> <laughs> bye